The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a reunifying episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 709, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe. When you subscribe, not only will you not run out of coffee, you'll also get not one, but two great bands every month, handpicked by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. They take care of this for you. They bring you great music. That's because this isn't some giant corporation trying to look metal, thinking, hey, here's a segment we could market to. I've got an idea here. Nope. These are real metal people making real products for you. And here's the other cool thing. Um, not only does a true call coffee have that going on, check out their other business embodiment printing press. Um, Mm -hmm. just Google it. I can never remember the the handle. It's not hard to find (laughs) because you, as you guys can hear, I clearly have no idea what the handle is or what the website is, and I can find it every time. So if I can do it and you can't, it's probably time to con- like like check yourself into a nursing home or something, people, <laughs> because you know I'm I'm pretty out of it here right now. So, uh, but anyway, check out Embodiment Printing Press, um, and you can go out and get yourself a Stranger Things Demogorgon Hawaiian print. Did you see that, Snowy, on Instagram? Yes, I did. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Like, um, the entire family it, um, wears Hellfire Club shirts, because I've been following them on Instagram <laughs> and their vacations. The entire uh-huh. family is in Hellfire Club shirts. So, you know, if, if that doesn't tell you just how much they enjoy horror, metal, and even tongue-in-cheek jokes, right? Like... The humor's there, the talent's there, and when you support True Coat Coffee, you're not buying a um, executive a third house or a boat or something like that. 
you are helping out a family, right? In in your community, your methyl community. So Truco Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Go out there and possess yourself a cup today. What's going mm-hmm. on, Snowman? Well, with myself uh, right now, I, I know at least it's Friday night as starting our weekend off, right? As we're sitting down and pressing record. Come Monday or come Sunday morning, shall we say, I'm going to need a big old cup of true Cavalt coffee because not only, you know, are we going to have a kick-ass episode with a lot of cool stuff to talk about tonight, I'm just finishing my first beer as we speak and then I'm going to switch it over to the Lemmys as always. But tomorrow night, <laughs> okay, you obviously, everyone that listens to the show on the Shining Wizards Network, like, you guys know that I'm obviously a huge fan of professional wrestling. We have heard that rumor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how much you know about, about pro wrestling, dude, but there is this little... I'm not going to go into too much about this because it'll definitely be part of my metal fix next week. Okay, I don't know how much you know about pro wrestling, but the last 10 years or so, there's been this little subsection in the world of professional wrestling called death matches. Okay, now basically what death match wrestlers do is all of the wild stuff that you see, you know, every once in a while in real good professional wrestling, okay? You know, where they, with with the chairs and putting the guys through tables and cages and barbed wire and all that. Take that and magnify it ten times and subtract the idea of there being any sort of storyline or angle or reason <laughs> why they're doing this. It's just two guys just beating the shit out of each other with whatever weapon and sharp object they you 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 can find. Every match ends with the guys the both both opponents drenched in blood and cut up because they've been power bombed through glass and Tacks and barbed wire, like you name it, hit each other with baseball bats and all that. And it just one guy even died on the way to the hospital for a couple minutes. Well, it sounds to me like people finally figured out how to legalize street fighting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. It kind like it's part of the show. Like it's (laughs) it's you know, but it's part of the show. Let's see who can kill tonight. (laughs) <laughs> like the fluorescent light bulbs are a huge oh. thing and you you can't fake smashing well, each other over yeah, the well, head yeah, but with, that's, with those that's gotta have some long term effects right because the it stuff will. that's in there that's poison uh-huh. I've said that many times <laughs> watching this shit now our, our good buddy Ducky who I co-host Wrestling Night in Canada with he loves this stuff <laughs> okay and every time you know I sit down he'll order a pay-per-view of this crap and it's like okay fine i'll come and watch it for the sake of the show and i'll but i need a couple drinks first you know i have to, i have to pound a couple back before i can uh I before I can, I can get into this yeah. no you, it you, is not for everyone drinks. yeah 
it it's it's I I don't even like it. I I prefer good old fashioned pro wrestling. Now the whole point about all of this and how it connects to this show. Tomorrow night, Time Bomb Wrestling is putting on a show in one of our local music ven- ven- venues. The now, Handsome Dog. Will that venue have black shoes, white coat, black hat, and a Cadillac? <laughs> I was I every time I hear that name of that of this organization, that song goes through my head. Yep. And that's uh, why sure. we get along, sure. Zoe. That's why <laughs> that's right. we get along. That's that's right. Well, the this venue is not even big enough to hold a ring in. It just it does a lot of in, indie bands and hardcore punk bands and all that. So you don't really need a big space. So basically, there's just going to be some guys beating the hell out of each other with weapons right there on the floor, surrounded by the people that, that actually enjoy this shit. Once again, legalized street fighting. <laughs> basically, yeah, it pretty much is. But... In between matches, some good grindcore bands are going to be playing, so it's going to it's it's going to make for a hell of an evening, I must say. So, yeah, I'll give a uh, a uh, a more detailed account in my metal fix next week. It's just that just when you talked about true Cavalt coffee, I'm like, yeah. Come Sunday morning, I'm going to need a big old pot of that. So next week's episode, can we call it, I went to a concert? No, no. I went to a fight and a concert broke out. a concert broke out? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Before we kind of do get on with things here with our mandatory metal segment, I want to say hello and happy birthday today. As we speak, is one Louisa Livingstone's birthday. Now that that name didn't ring a bell to me until today, when I saw on the interwebs that it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone in the metal world has seen her picture, though, because living Louisa Livingstone is the young lady on the cover of the first Black Sabbath album. Oh, I think I saw that on your Facebook page today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's still with us. They had. There's a nice. There's a nice picture of her on on the album cover, and then her as a teen, and her now. And it's like, wow. You know, she's 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 getting up there, but she still looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to say happy birthday, and many many more to miss Livingstone. Um, but like I said at the top of the hop there, we got a lot to talk about. Well, there's some things going on. The, the Pantera reunion is all the buzz in the metal world right now. And we have another issue um, involving a uh, radioactive metal alum. And with everything that we spoke about with the satanic panic in the Stranger Things episode, that shit's still going on in 2022. So we're going to get into that. And we're ready to rock and roll with our mandatory metal segment. This week, um, the latest release from the band Holder eternal fanfare is now available now what holder is is it basically started out as 
as a one-woman black metal project, but <laughs> recently they've kind of expanded, add, add, added a few more members, kind of expanded the sound some more, and Halder is sounding absolutely amazing. So let's drop a track in our mandatory metal segment. This is Halder with Silence Awakening.
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Oh, hey, man. What's going on? All right. I'm pulling up my notes because I had to write stuff down. Um, okay. Have you heard of a channel called the Coda Collection? The Coda Collection? Yeah. When, I, you, say ch- when you say channel, do you mean the interwebs? Well, or? I think it could be on like the Roku like like a like an app I guess but I I get it through Amazon Prime it's an Amazon Prime channel and I did it to get um, Metallica Night 2 of the 40th anniversary okay uh, and I just forgot to cancel my my free trial and here I am um, <laughs> that's but, how they get you well yeah but it's really worked out man so they have this cool segment called the basement collection and it has the Red Hot Chili Peppers playing in this like little crowded studio basement. And it's wonderful because it's definitely live, but it's live without an audience. And it's like being able to be in their rehearsal space. I so, love stuff like that. Oh, yeah. it was wonderful. Um, there was a documentary called The Public Image is Rotten. And it's a Johnny Rotten Public Image uh, Limited uh, <laughs> documentary. And that's fantastic. Because uh-huh. like, I had no clue about anything Public Image. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then last but not least, Wax Tracks Records. Oh, okay. It's a documentary called Industrial Accident, the story of Wax Tracks, right? Uh, okay. So did you know Wax Tracks was started by two gay dudes from Denver, Colorado? No, they weren't lynched. Holy shit. Well, that's just it. Like, they were publicly out in Denver, Colorado in the 70s uh-huh. when you didn't do that. They mm-hmm. moved to Chicago in 77, you know, sold the, sold the wax tracks in Denver, basically took it, started the thing by the same name, and moved to Chicago and did what they were doing in Denver. And they became like this destination record store, right? And so, um, while it's this destination record store, they start talking to other people making music that they like. They're like, we'll put that out. We'll figure that out. We'll do it. You know? And, um, so that's, they kind of started completely by accident, but I find it hilarious that it was two gay men that started what could have arguably put out some of the most testosterone, testosterone fueled (laughs) sounding music in mm-hmm. decades, <laughs> and uh, and and here's here's why I find it funny. So you know, before anyone calls me a homophobe or whatever else you want to say, it's like it's not that I don't think that gay men can be tough because I know gay men are tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I why why this is funny to me is because in the '90s, when you know I'd be in record stores, I'd see these two dudes who stood a good head taller than me and clearly did nothing for eight hours a day other than work out, right? I mean, they're just, you know, they have no necks. Um, they basically look like a V from the waist up and they can't even get their arms close to their body because there's so many muscles, right? Mm-hmm. So these these big, big, just, you know testosterone um junkies and you know just just working out way too much and they pick up they pick up like a record like they pick up nine inch nails and be like oh yeah let's get the nine inch nails then they pick up um ten thousand homo djs like fags and (laughs) i'm laughing because 
Trent Reznor's in 10,000 Homo DJs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, this is great. And then they're picking up like other albums that would have been wax track stuff and other bands that started from wax tracks. And thanks to these gay men that you apparently have a problem with. And that's why I find this so funny. I'm like, this is just so great. Right. <laughs> like I absolutely love right it. it. It's, it's a fantastic story. Um, both of the founders are no longer with us. Uh, they both, you know, succumbed to AIDS. Um, or I guess complications from AIDS. Um, mm-hmm. Super sad, you know, because it, it, because here here's here's the other cool thing. It's not just like the story of Wax Tracks. It's also a love story, right? It sounds like, like it. Yeah, like these two dudes clearly loved each other. And when um, I think it was Jim died first, I, Danny just fell apart, you know, mm-hmm. and. You see that with with you know old married couples like those those couples that you know are just like yeah that's the couple you mm-hmm. know when one dies the other one just falls apart you know and especially when when you when they're older anyway like it's rare that they they you know live live like a year past you know and and it was the same kind of thing here like it was cool so. Yeah, I want to I'd, check that out. Oh, you have to check that out. It's such a good documentary. So that was the, cool. The, the Coda Collection. The, the Coda Collection is what it's called. Um, like I said, I got it through my Amazon Prime. I subscribe that way. But um, I, yeah, yeah, that's how I know. But it's, it's just great music docs. Um, it, just fun, fun stuff, man. I've learned a lot. Because I, I get so burned out on like all these different streaming services. Like I just feel like they all have the same stuff and nobody has anything new or original mm-hmm. or even old stuff I want to watch. You know, uh, it, it's like they're all using the same algorithm and all sending me the same bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. I like I need Netflix to like break the chain and be like, you know what? Let's use that algorithm we were using when we first started doing this. Let's see what happens. Because I have a feeling they might like reinvigorate because it just, I don't know. There's just something the way it works now, but I digress. Snow, you ever, you ever go to a party and show up late? Um, very rarely because I'm that type of guy that, um, I like to be at a show early, you know, like right at doors. I'm the type of guy that like, that likes to be there. So I'm the, I'm that guy that, you know, when they say, yeah, show up for seven, I'm there, you know, at the latest seven ten, and which that isn't that it that isn't such a bad thing because people have that awkward feeling of being the first one at a party. And I don't. So if I'm the first one there. That alleviates like the next, the second, and the third person because when they walk in and they're like, "Oh, I'm not the first one there." Okay, good, you so, know. And I'm, I don't, I don't mind being that person. So yeah. That explanation, ladies and gentlemen, just kind of set the tone for everything I'm about to talk about, okay. and explains why <laughs> Snowy is always so far ahead of the rest of us when it comes to music, because. Um, and the new releases, there was a remaster of Entombed, um, the To Ride, Shoot Straight, and Speak the Truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it, 
And I just love it. And I'm like, why was I so late to the Entombed party? Why did it take me so many years to get into Entombed? Because I'm listening to this record. I'm like, this is a great record. Like, I was driving around, listening to it. I did yoga to it the other day. Like, it's a great record. I'm like, man, I hate being late to a party. Um, But... <laughs> You know, as, as we learned, yeah. Snowy was there years before me, right? Because he's not late to the party, he's early. So, um, yeah, so th- that was out, like, I guess a week ago as we record this, three weeks by the time anybody hears this. Also, do you remember, like, I guess it was last year, I did the Anthrax live stream for the 40th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Um, they put out an album with all those songs. Oh, good. Oh, Excellent. I didn't hear about this, but I'm glad it's fantastic. It's uh, it's on iTunes and streaming as I've been listening to it there. Um, man, I forgot how great those recordings were. And again, the cool thing is it's live. And, and they really didn't fix anything. It's just there's no audience. So it's, again, kind of like being in the rehearsal space with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so er- everything on it is just great. I the only thing I think I would have liked to have heard would I would have loved to have heard them break out uh, Friggin' and the Reagan just for fun. Right. But um, you're really not going to be disappointed, dude, um, especially because they have Bring the Noise featuring Chuck D. I'm in. I'm uh, it's, in. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah, so, so those are the songs I've been listening to. And then last but not least, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is going on as we speak tonight. Ah. And um, the Teen Wolf movie is on its way to Paramount+. Plus. The trailer is out. The movie should be coming out shortly. So, you know, everybody um, get ready for the Teen Wolf movie. And I think we talked a couple weeks ago about that there were supposed to be some other shows. Sarah Michelle Gellar is officially part of Wolfpack, which is going to be one of the spinoff shows on Paramount, one of the Team Wolf spinoffs. Oh, I think I, I might have to get thrilled. this channel now. I am so thrilled because, I mean, you know, obviously Sarah Michelle Gellar is Buffy and so many other wonderful characters, but mm-hmm. Buffy is how I came to know and adore her. And now she's going to go back into the same genre, so to speak. I'm like, oh, is she going to be a werewolf? Wow, that'd be great. Oh, or she'd be a hunter. That'd be good too. But that'd I'm be cliche since she was a vampire yeah. hunter. So I'm like, is she gonna be like like the watcher character? Cause that'd be fun. <laughs> you know? I'm like, uh, I just I, I'm so excited. Like I did not see that coming. You know, I I really didn't see it see like that coming. I'm like, oh yeah. So Anyway, that's my uh-huh. nerd activity for the uh, for the evening. And um, yeah, what's going on with you this week, buddy? Well, uh, myself, I did a little bit of everything that Snowy likes to do that makes up a metal fix. First and foremost, the most important thing is um, last weekend. Okay, like we didn't. We had to dedicate, like, we didn't have our a lot of our usual segments last week because we wanted to dedicate so much time to talking about the metal connection to the Stranger Things season four and all that. But what had happened 
last week's for me is I definitely had a snowy weekend and I'm not going to go into too much detail with this because when I sit down with the band and all that, we'll, we'll, you know, kind of give the four, four, one, one about all this, but our good buddies in the local punk band shit happens played twice last weekend, Friday and Sunday first at Bulldogs and then at the park theater, my two homes away from home. So to see our our good buddies like playing those venues in one weekend is just it was absolutely fantastic. I met some great new people at, at at both venues and it was a it was a fantastic time, you know. There was a lot of good song and and wine was had and it was just an absolutely fantastic evening um made my way as well in between those two gigs it was movie night i packed up my brood i made we made our way to the thor love and thunder movie oh yeah how was it <laughs> uh, i i enjoyed it it was definitely different than most superhero movies okay this this was the type of movie and i'm not going to spoil or go into too much detail there's just some metal relevance to this um it's a good movie like if you have an old lady that just isn't into your superhero movies and all that but you can take her to this okay and she will definitely enjoy it and then maybe she she can start coming around to all these other fantastic movies to kind of turn it over as to the the why it's important to this show. First first of all, the music and this is in the trailers and all that, so no spoiler there. But um, very very heavy on the Guns and Roses music, which I thought well that's actually kind of standard, but. The closing trailers, and I don't mind sharing this because it doesn't really spoil the movie or anything. The music in the close, closing trailers is Dio's Rainbow in the Dark. Oh, but, nice. Like, when, 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 the, when, the, when, when, when the credits hit, that song kicked in. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> right there, right there. The only one in the theater. <laughs> doing that just just marking up for the song and it's like that that's water off my wife's back like she's she knows all about all 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 about that so yeah i totally marked out for that that was absolutely fantastic last last episode okay like i said we dedicated so much time to the stranger things which was totally justified because it was so metal centric and and all of that well one of my um local corporate radio stations that i listen to at work because that's like i said on the show many times i only have access to am fm radio while i'm at work basically unless i want to sit in my office with my phone okay um this the title track to the master of puppets album seems to be getting a lot of afternoon airplay now which is great yeah you know because that's that's early metallica that's my exactly. metallica to yeah hear that, to, hear, to hear that in the middle of the afternoon is like that's that's the calm in the storm right you know like it all every, all work stops for eight minutes as i kick back and i listen to this song today and i hope 
this is a regular thing, but this station created their own little special intro to for for the song Master of Puppets, taking samples from Stranger Things. Oh, that's wonderful. Like like when Eddie was saying to Dustin, yeah, this is going to be the greatest metal concert of all time. They sampled that. They sampled various other things. And then it kicked. It kicked into the song. And it's like, oh, this is fantastic. I don't normally put over, you know, corporate radio stations, but I'll give a shout out to 92 City FM here in Winnipeg for that. That was absolutely fantastic. I hope they keep that as a regular thing um the nice thing about that is that's obviously fans you know oh yeah they obviously like metallica and stranger things and because some somebody in a suit said oh yeah stranger things people have been talking about that sure you could do something and but I mean, if there is somebody the way that you're describing, that wasn't somebody in a suit putting that together. That was like two fans are like, we can we, we can make this work. They're not even going to slap our hands for this one, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. That makes me happy. It did. I got chills up and down my legs, my arms, the back of my neck. It was it was just it was so well done. I would like to find a clip of it on YouTube maybe or something one of these times uh before i get into some cool tunes here i did hit the record shops okay and i got them here speaking of stranger things uh it kind of cost a little uh, pretty penny at first but i think it's going to be definitely worth it because i found the soundtrack to stranger things volume one i think that covers seasons one seasons one okay all of all of that awesome music courtesy of kyle dixon and michael stein and the the vinyl is super sweet as well very 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 colorful and it's just it's good it's it once again it was that kind of record like i'm not going to say how much i paid for it but it was probably too much but this is the type of record that this day and age that Mrs. Snowy likes to sit down when we have um, living room date night where I just yeah. make, make a cup of coffee for us and we sit and, and listen to music. This is the type of stuff that she likes to listen to while, you know, soundtracks and various classical music and instrumental stuff and, and all that. So, yeah, we haven't had the time just because it's been a very long last last couple weeks we haven't had time to because this is going like to listen to this album it's going it's going to be an all evening venture okay we just we need to find an evening to do that hopefully we can get to that very soon a couple other really cool records um shout out to brad at eye and ear control because he had on hold for me for a couple weeks when i should have Got my ass down to his shop and picked it up, but he had a vinyl copy of the Cro-Mags, The Age of Quarrel. Rock on. On on vinyl for me now. And yeah, and on the back, you know, there's a picture of of the band. And this record came out. They were, you know, into their twenties, you know, barely. Oh yeah. 
and all that. And it's like, look at the baby faces. Holy jeez. <laughs> a lot of time. A lot of time has gone by just not in gen not not just in general, but with that band since since that since that classic record yeah. kick came out. And I I got the cassette kicking around and all that. But when I saw the when I saw that he had a vinyl copy of it, I just like, yeah, yeah, I better grab that. that. Big shout out to Dave at um, and Kathy as well at Planet of Sound, one of my favorite shops as well. I last second last time I was in there, okay, I snagged a a vinyl, a double disc vinyl copy of Jesus Christ Superstar. I think. Okay. You either post that or we talked about it yeah yeah no i posted i post about it i haven't gotten to it on the show when i brought it up to the counter and dave's dave's looking at this and he's like man snow you know i just put this out and you're like the last person that i would have thought that was good <laughs> and, and, and buy this and i'm like well you know i kind of it's been literally like in the back of my head, literally for decades. Okay, and I'm talking about the movie. Oh yeah. Which that that's actually kind of what I thought I was getting. But as I'm paying for it, Dave's Dave's looking at it and he's like, you know, actually I think this is the original UK recording. And I said, all all the better. Yeah, I thought it was the soundtrack I was buying, but you know what? No, this is even better. I get home, I slap it on, and then it hits me. Oh, yes. How could I forget this? Ian Gillen from Deep Purple yes. was the voice of Jesus in this. And that, that totally left my head. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's right. So yeah, when you say UK. I'm the... like, I wonder. Uh, yep, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So this was actually the recording that inspired the stage play that eventually inspired the movie. So it's like, oh yeah, and it it's fantastic. You know, like it's the story of the his Jesus's last couple weeks in that in in in. That. Azareth and all that, and you you know the story more oh, yeah. more than anyone else. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the yeah. musical. It's okay, a good time. I actually, if it ever comes back to Winnipeg, I don't know if it's been through here. I definitely need to check it out. And the piece de resistance here, Rock would be proud of me for that. Our for former co-host, um, this same time that I grabbed the Stranger Thing record. I grabbed a really cool limited edition um, 12-inch version of Anthrax's Indians. Oh, yes. Now, what, what, oh. Makes, what makes this really cool, though, is, of course, you have side one is the, the original Anthrax classic. Side two is their cover of Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and their little part of the um the bring the noise not 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 bring the noise the other ep uh pina confessing yeah uh nice fucking ep that one uh no no with uh 
with 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 the original Black Sabbath cover and the and the live. Oh, I'm so. the man. I'm the man. The I'm the man single. Yeah, okay. they had that little. They, they they had that little sound bite called Taint, as well. That's what? that's uh, called Taint. Okay. Okay, I, I can't I I can't reproduce it out loud, but you've heard it. You've heard it many times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, go, Google it and then listen to it. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The really really cool thing about this single, though, is um, the jacket folds out into a huge poster of um, of the cover, the the Indians cover, like the coin. Oh, that's awesome. And, and all that yeah yeah i mean i'm never gonna put the poster up and all that and i've bought i've had eps like this before i remember um buying a um a music for nations imported 12 inch of um wasps animal and it came with a uh fold out poster of a doberman humping this girl's leg <laughs> and all that it's like yeah yeah that's wasp i remember putting that up on my wall and I don't know how my mother and I started dating Mrs. Snowy at at the time too. I don't know how they didn't go ballistic over this <laughs> over this picture on on my wall. But uh, uh, good stuff, good stuff, fantastic. Yeah, I died in this. It was kind of a pretty penny, but it's 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 worth it. It's just it's one of those rarities that's just nice to have. Oh, oh, and um, finally, let's get to some um, music here. Today, the 22nd of July, has been a pretty good day for the Metal Blade camp. Actually, a couple other labels had some really good records come out today that, that came across my desk, but I'm not, I'm going to save those for the very near future. I have to talk about this band. Okay, their new record, The Bones That Grew From Pain, courtesy of Metal Blade, dropped today from Australia. A really cool metallic hardcore band, that type of sound, you know, from the the late 90s that's still kind of kicking around today. I love this sound so much. A lot of really cool bands pull it off so well. So does Nicolas Cage Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how, how is that for a name oh that makes me so happy <laughs> that that is fantastic and like i said the sound oh absolutely fantastic this is just some great stuff i was cranking that record my neighbors were enjoying that record early this morning <laughs> as well <laughs> as well calgary extreme metalers wake We've had them on the show before, and we'll have them on again as Ninja Cat is bringing them to town very soon over the next couple of months. Um, their new record, Thought from Descent, their Metal, Metal Blade debut, um, dropped today. That was actually one of those surprising... Okay, no, I, I, I shouldn't say that too much because Metal Blade... Oh, over the years, they have kind of had their 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 sporadic moments um, where uh, they make some rather unique signings. You know, like forty years ago, 
35 years ago when Metal Blade first first came around, like they definitely had their underground sound and all that. And just over through over the years, they kind of got experimental and all that. The odd time here and there, I think they were doing that with Wake. They said, "Okay, let's let's sign these guys a fantastic band. Let's throw it against the wall, see if it sticks, and hopefully it does." Because you know, as our listeners know, Wake Wake is a is a fantastic band. So let's uh, drop a track from that new Wake wet record. Thought from Descent. This is a swallow the light.
Forgive me, John Joseph, for using this expression, but that was the classic Cro-Mags record, Age of Quarrel, with Street Justice. And before that, the aforementioned Nicholas Cage Fighter. <laughs> yes. That's the best from name. The, from the new record just dropped today, The Bones That Grew From Pain. That was a shrine of wire. Great stuff, great stuff, my man. Yeah, like I said, those those two new records dropped today. Grab them for sure. Like we said at the top of the hop, uh, we don't have a creature feature tonight or anything like that. Uh, just because there's some stuff in the metal world that definitely needed to uh, get out there and get our two cents with as well but before we do here's something ah, maybe not not as important as what we're going to get into so kind of bring it up now but um we've never hidden our love of one Nita Strauss from the Alice Cooper band truth yes yes fantastic guitarist you know she fit so well in amongst those that with that crazy old man complimented him nicely. Same with the rest of the band. Well, unfortunately, Strauss has stepped down from the Alice Cooper band. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently she's already got a gig with the Demi Lovato band or Oh, Demi Lovato. Uh, yeah. That's, no. Yeah. Wow. I, she's gonna play with her? Yeah, she's okay. some pop singer, I think. Well, right? so she's more than a pop singer. So Demi Lovato, um, Started on the Disney Channel. She was a Disney Channel star. She did a couple of like Disney Channel movies, had a Disney Channel show, and then went off the rails, right? Like this girl's mental health um, just took a careening cart ride down, down, you know, like she was a mess. Um, I can't remember if she attempted suicide or if it was an overdose or a couple above, but. She was in rough shape. She's an amazing singer, great voice, great performer, and I am happy that she is still alive. You know, like my my kids are big fans, and oh, okay. um, this will be great if she's got Nita Strauss because then I can be like, "Hey, kids, check out this <laughs> awesome guitarist." Yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's it's no no secret here that we love Nita Strauss, and man, that's really awesome because that's going to be a different type of gig than what she does with Alice. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, it was kind yeah. of the same with yeah. Orianthe. Oh yeah, yeah, Orianthe or or yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Her too. Yeah, yeah, she did other like with other pop bands like Michael Jackson as yeah. well. So yeah. yeah, it's not like these aren't very versatile music. Yeah, this looks like a career building move. And what what I've got to say for Alice, right? And this is the cool thing is he really takes care of the people in his band, 
And because mm-hmm. um, I saw the announcement, and I, are you going to follow it up with who her replacement is? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. That's what I was hoping. I was, I was hoping that's where this is going. <laughs> um, because, because he made the statement. He's like, hey, he's like, we're an open door here. People can come in and go as they choose, you know. And and we're happy to welcome people back. Um, and you know, like, it, it's just, it's just great because I feel like. Alice did a lot for Nita. I mean, obviously she's an amazing player, but Mm -hmm. he gave her the place to make sure that people knew she was an amazing player. Oh, for sure. You know, it'd be one thing if she was playing like in an all girl group and be like, wow, this is great. But when you're backing up somebody like Alice Cooper, I mean, the, the only thing that could have made her more prestigious would have been backing up Ozzy. Right. You know, that that's the only thing that, that could have made her even more prestigious than she is, you know, mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. if she would have backed up Ozzy, because Ozzy, uh, Ozzy is just known for having guitar gods, <laughs> you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Shit. The new single or the first single off of the uh, new record, Patient Number Nine, Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah, it's killer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yes, Miss Strauss's replacement, okay, is none other than Kane Roberts. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that. I'm like, oh, holy shit, Kane Roberts. And people were like, oh my goodness, I can't yeah. believe he's back. My my, I posted on that. I'm like, please tell me he's going to play the machine gun guitar. Like, that's of what course. I want to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, of course. Looking, looking forward to that collaboration. Speaking of collaborations, and speaking of Ozzy, and I don't even have this in my notes. I'm glad you brought the Oz man up, but a new single from the new Ozzy record dropped, "Degradation Rules." Okay. Okay, featuring one Tony Iommi man. as well. So not only is he working with Jeff Beck. He's working with with Tony Iommi. This single is total, total Black Sabbath, right? If you haven't heard it yet, because I might have just dropped in the last couple days, go on YouTube. Everyone now, as soon as this show's over, if you haven't if you haven't heard it yet, go and check this out. I'm going to be out and about tomorrow. I don't know if the album is available like a physical copy yet. I'm going to be out and about tomorrow. If I can find it on CD, better yet, on vinyl, which I doubt. I'm definitely snapping it up. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. You're going to want to check that out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something I figured we'd kind of throw out there before we jumped in to the meat of the matter. Second of all, and you're going to have to bring this up on your end because I just kind of lost it here, but... um. Last episode, we spoke of the Stranger Things, and one of the things that we focused our attention on was kind of the backdrop story of the Satanic Panic yes. of the 80s, which you and I went through, and we said oh, this yeah. last episode, so I'm like, we're the, we're the original Eddie Munson's, okay? And I said this last episode, so we're not going to pat ourselves on the back too much. But, obviously, this type of shit is continuing today. I know one of the highlights for you for being on this show 
was when you had the good opportunity to speak to Megan from the awesome death metal band Casket Robbery. Oh, yeah. It was so, so great. Because I was so excited there was a band coming through town. I'm like, oh, right. I should see if we could do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, the band Casket Robbery is kind of, for good or bad, you decide. Okay. They're making headlines and they're kind of on the tongues and the minds of a lot of metalheads this last couple weeks just because they've kind of been under fire with regards to what we are thinking is another example of the satanic panic. They had a recent I don't okay, you have do you have the information in front of you? I do. I do, right? right? So, uh, religious group targets casket robbery. While the Mm -hmm. Tennessee Metal Devastation Music Festival has been advertising the event for over two months now, it took one Lexington TN pastor to spark the satanic panic within the town last week. Then another joined in. They both attempted to create fear and anger about lyrics to a song by one of the festival band's casket robbery. The song entitled Annabelle's Hell has lyrics to talk about a little girl who's under the control of an ill spirit tells her to kill. The song is based on a fictional character, just like a character from a horror movie. The town folk are horrified by these lyrics, stating that anything that teaches children to murder is evil. So clearly, again, people are missing the mark. Um, do you remember, have you seen the meme going around, like they're bringing back all the classics from my childhood, it lists stuff, as says in the Soviet Union, well, the satanic panic is back. Kane yeah. Roberts is back in Alice Cooper. <laughs> you know, it, it's like son of a gun. And here's the thing, though, is, you know, in the 80s, it was a little touch and go because um, you had a lot more. Oh, goodness. There's no way I'm going to say this. It's going to sound good. But you had a lot more sheep, right? Like, like, oh, yeah. like when it came to, you know, the religious communities. And I mean, and we talked about this last week. You know, people were able to um, give give a few points and then people would just believe it because it, it sold it, right? They, they mm. take things out of context. They frame it up the way they want to deliver the message. They deliver it. People panic. And then those of us listening to the records like, what? You know, so... It it's it's one of those things where I think honestly I think this could be a good thing for casket robbery. Like like I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to um, check out this song because uh, because mm-hmm. I, I went out and um, with Metal Devastation Radios was where I, uh, the full article is, but I have a feeling that this is gonna get them some more you know attention. And it is, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. Like, let's let's say that somebody from these churches decides they're going to listen to the entire catalog and um, pick out all the bad parts. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, that's revenue for them now because you're listening to it on Spotify. So that's good news. (laughs) You know, like Uh this this is not ending poorly for these guys. Um, I love I love this picture they have up on the site. There's a guy standing out in front of the front of like a church or something. He's got a sign <laughs> and it says metal is sin and it says God hates metal music. And there's a guy uh, like in some sort of rock t-shirt dressed in black 
and he's holding a sign and it says fuck this guy fuck with the arrow guy, pointing yeah. towards him i absolutely love yeah that. so yeah no, article, nowhere no go ahead i was just i was gonna say yeah nowhere in the good book does it say thou shalt not headbang nowhere yeah nowhere yeah, yeah. i know and and you know it's just it, it's just the satanic panic you know like it's mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah and, and honestly like I, I part of me wonders is the satanic panic going to come make a comeback like is is oh. is the is metal going to get a target on its back once again because it's the only group that you are still allowed to pick on? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and just, just, just the fact, okay, yeah, and I, okay, Americans, I understand, you know, he's not in power anymore. The, the, the Trump tyranny might be over on the surface, but there is still a lot of, ultra conservatives out there that that have this mentality and i wouldn't be the least when when you said do you think the satanic panic might make a comeback i think that's very possible especially with the climate in the u.s right now i would like to point out that you know while everybody likes say oh it's the conservatives the conservatives um the pmrc was headed by tipper gore by the democrats right yeah, but yeah. So you can't tell me that Tipsy wasn't conservative. That's... Well, no, 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 no. Well, so here's the thing: the, the Democrats are way more conservative than they they like to give off, anyway, right? But my my point of that is that this is going to be the thing that's going to unify the parties because they both have something they can hate <laughs> equally, right? United in metal, yeah. Pretty much, you know. Just just like we we. You like to say as a as a war cry for metalheads, united by metal, metal and punks reunited by, or united by motorhead. Yeah, the yeah. the right wing and the far right 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 wing can yes united because of metal. Yeah, it's just dumb, right? I just <laughs> it, you know like you send send that, and I start reading the article. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Um, I'm 14 again, but at uh, the same time, I'm like, huh? oh man, if this works out, like these guys could get a lot of press because I, guys, I, I've, you know, I haven't talked about Cascade Robbery in a while, but I, I saw them live. Um, and I, I said before, it was like getting to watch a young James Murphy, you know, mm-hmm. but like right. their, their guitarist is just insane. The band insane, the performance is amazing so you know if you can make it to this tennessee metal fest please go show your support for casket robbery please tell megan and uh crew we said hey and um give your middle finger to anybody who's protesting the show or mm-hmm. better yet <laughs> sit down share some airpods and listen to the songs together and have a discussion <laughs> about it and there we go. I, I really want you to do that because now they're really going to be confused because they've been told that a metalhead can't articulate a sentence, have a complete thought, or have any semblance of intelligence. All they do is worship the devil. So if you sat yeah. down very calmly and you know to to have this conversation, 
right there, the person's probably going to go home and die of a brain aneurysm. You know, not that I want to see anybody die, but I'm just saying, like, like you're probably going to send their system into shock. Something's going to go wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one more thing before we put a bow on this subject. Like, like I know, I know that a lot of these metal labels listen to us. We got a, a great, re- we got a great relationship with a lot of them. So I'm looking at you guys. I'm looking at you, Metal Blade, Prosthetics, Season of Mist, Massacre, and all of their PR and A and R. I'm looking at you guys. What do you think about the idea of uh, Aaron? Okay, give it a year. You think we see casket robbery signed? Oh, that made my day. And honestly, when you said Metal Blade, casket robbery would be a fantastic Metal would Blade be artist. An ad, yeah, a total ad. And so I could see, not because we're talking about it now. I'm just being a smart ass. But yeah, I could see this band getting in the faces of some key people within that world and saying, hey, let's let's take a chance on them why not why not i would really like to see metal blade pick them up because of this and then Mm -hmm. run with it because they know how to handle it this is not their first rodeo right you know like they they would know how to really parlay this into press you know Mm -hmm. and it would set a precedent you know the the conservatives go after some band. The band and gets signed. Let's uh, let's see that happen to a lot to a lot more bands and and become successful and all that. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I would really I'm really curious to see, you know, the next step in this in this whole saga is and all that. As much as that has got people talking in the metal world. The whole Pantera, and I'm going to use this in quotes, okay, parentheses, the Pantera reunion. Yeah, has calling it a reunion just felt creepy and weird. <laughs> okay, okay, that's first and foremost. That's the first thing I'm going to throw out to you, dude. Is this a Pantera reunion? And I'm hearing one side, like... Every time this this appears in a news, on a website, or in the news, it's just it's riddled with comments. One 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 group, okay, this is great, I can't wait, and the others, this isn't Pantera. This is this is this is a tribute band. You can't do it without the Abbott Brothers. Where do you stand on this? Well, Pantera could have continued without Phil and Rex. Damage plan did not have to be damage plan. It could have still been Pantera. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have worked. No, no, because it would have been the same thing as Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Sepultura. They don't hear Anselmo. It's going to tank. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, but keep in mind that Maiden did make one successful switch. ACDC made one successful switch. You know, so it, it it's a 50-50 shot, but I just, with with how many records they had with Anselmo and that sound, you know, it just wasn't going to be the same. Oh, of course not. But, but, I mean, if they would have moved on, like, that's Pantera, right? Like, 
the sound, nothing against Rex, but the sound of Pantera isn't Rex as much as it's the Abbott Brothers, right? It's Dime's mm-hmm. guitar, it's locked in with Vinny's drums, and like that's the sound, right? And the bass is in there, and the bass is obviously important, but I mean, I feel like it could have probably been any bass player, you know? And again, nothing against Rex, I love Rex. Big mm-hmm. fan, but just you know, I I don't think that <laughs> he could be swapped out. And I don't think we'd know. You know, <laughs> I've even had people go online saying, who, "Who's to say this is a Pantera reunion? This could be a down reunion with two other guys as well." Exactly right. <laughs> well, like, why why are you using the name Pantera? Right. Oh, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm hearing cash grab a lot, uh, a lot being thrown out of there. Yeah, I just, I can't figure out why they're doing it. And it, because, you know, when, oh man, when, when, when Dime was shot and killed right on stage, um, there was just so much bad blood between uh, the brothers and Phil and Rex and there's there's so much that was left unsettled, and you know Phil's come out and said different things, like he he wanted to try and bury the hatchet. But I mean, he had years with Vinny; they could have done something then. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't have to be Pantera, but it could have been him and Vinny just doing a project, and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And just uh, it, oh my goodness! And I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but it it's like when, <laughs> like. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a band that you know, you you know, like a couple members, but you have no idea who. Like, let's let's say you have no idea who the keyboard player is, uh, right? Um, oh. like, <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know, but for most people, um, King Diamond, Merciful Fate. Yeah. Okay. Like. Those those guys. Everyone knows who King Diamond is. Right. Um, what about the 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 other members? Like, okay, that's a, that's a good example of well, who's the drummer? Who's right? And who's and that'd the be bassist? the thing. It'd be like if the drummer of King Diamond, um, or Merciful Fate, formed or went out for a reunion with Merciful Fate, and he was the only member. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds, be like sounds who the like hell a... are all these other people? Like, what? Yeah, it sounds. Sounds like Leonard Skinner these days. Yeah. What the basis? The original yes. basis. That, there, the there one? we go. That's that's what I was looking for. Something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Like, now, okay. Don't, don't, it's the bass player Skinner. Like what? Yeah. Like I'll sit down and like imagine hanging out in a bar all night and tipping the elbow with the original bassist of Skinner. You know, but I'm not paying a hundred bucks to see the Skinner bassist project you know what i mean so yeah that <laughs> that's a great example so yeah. that's would that's gonna bring me to my next point okay first of all though before we get any further because this is going to be relevant to the next couple questions the abbott brothers replacement zach wild and charlie benante Benante is why I would go. 
Right. <laughs> I would literally go to watch Charlie play Pantera songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that Scott Ian's not there because Scott and Dime were notoriously great friends, just like Zach and Dime. Just like Zach is, yeah. Zach's probably like the more logical choice because Zach is clearly the lead guitarist, you know. And while right, while I I feel, let's put it this way, like. I, I feel Scott would definitely hold his own, but I mean, he even says he's the rhythm guitar player. Like he's he's never right. he never wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. He wanted to be Malcolm Young, you know. Right. And he is arguably the greatest rhythm guitar player in metal, right? Him and James Hetfield. I don't I don't know if we could okay. find two two more solid rhythm guitarists in in the metal genre. Top so, five. I would love to say see. You know, Scotty and do it, but man, I I can only imagine just the insane power what that's going to be like with Benante um, filling the drum shoes there. Hmm. Of course, being being a well Anthrax fan right from the beginning, a fistful of metal when no one else knew who they were, yeah. and it's just like I'm I I was right there, so I was kind of excited for that. I am going to pat myself on the back for this, though, because when they, shortly after Dimebag was assassinated, okay, and that's, yeah. I'm not, that's, you can't call it anything other than that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> there is word of how, how is this going to affect Pantera? Is it going to happen? Who would be a suitable replacement? I said right there in 2004, Zach Wilde. And if anyone that, you know, if you've been a listener of this program for 16 years, I want to buy you a case of beer. <laughs> okay. But if you have, you will remember me saying this very same thing. Now, fast forward 16 years later. Jeez, did, look at it. It happened. It happened. I, sh- I, I should actually be on the creative consultant for The Simpsons. Because all of their <laughs> predictions, yeah, <laughs> all all of their shit seems to happen, and well, well, you know, this is definitely my 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 symptoms, my Simpsons moment. So you would say you would take in a this quote unquote reunion, I but only for Benante and for the right price, and it's going to have to be local. I'm not going to travel to see this, right. But if it comes through oh, town yeah, no. at the right price, I would go see it. Because you're essentially, it, it's it's a Pantera cover band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I mean, obviously Zach's got the chops and Lord knows Benante's got the chops. And that's, again, that's why I go. But I mean, it's not dime. You know, and, and, and I think, think I, I struggle with this because... I, you know, and I feel like we talked about this on the show before, maybe, but Dime, like to me, kept guitar alive in the '90s. Definitely. Uh, and, and and if anyone wants to be like, oh, there are all kinds of guitar players. There were all kinds of guitar players. There were no lead guitar right, players. Right. There was yeah. There was Dime. There was there was Mustaine. 
Hammett. Yeah. And there was a lot of grunge and death metal. The guitar players know? that were making the cover of magazines were not lead mm-hmm. players. They were not technical players. They were not virtuosos. They were killer songwriters. They were amazing rhythm players. They weren't Dime. Dime loved metal. He loved guitar. He loved his fans, which will take us into the next part of this. Um, because I've, I've got thoughts on that thing, too. Um, okay. But wow. it just Dime is, is just it, he really did so much for metal to keep the solos alive like he actually told the guys in corn he's like man he's like you guys are great but you'd be even better if you did some guitar solos right you know and mm-hmm. and 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 like when when he passed they actually did a guitar solo that night they're like holy shit and and they they did a huge long guitar solo for, for him like the, the the night they found out i'm like that wow that's heavy yeah yeah, because like Dimes, the guy who just he, he he was not just an insane player; he was also a super fan of everybody. So while you're marking out on him, he's marking out on you, and he's just cool and hanging out with everybody, and just like, oh, let's go see this, let's go do this, mm-hmm. you know. And he was a rowdy motherfucker too. <laughs> right yeah. on. Yes, yes. There's a lot of people that. Um... That said, man, I don't know if I could spend a night partying with Dime. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it the old college try. <laughs> I know? think it would have killed me, even back I in my think, 20s. Yeah, I, I think I could go black tooth grin to black tooth grin with him. Well, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, that we'll never find out. But let me play devil's advocate here for a second. Because you say... No brothers, no Pantera. Right. Okay. And that's fair ball. Okay. A lot of people kind of have that. What about the idea of like, I saw Sebastian Bach and Lou Graham solo. And most of, well, the whole thing, the whole show, both artists was just old Skid Row songs and old foreigner songs. What I did, though, was just... And I'm sorry, this is unfair to these guys backing bands. My my apologies. But for the most part, I focused on those two lead gentlemen. And that's as close as to a skid row and a foreigner concert with Lou Graham that I'm ever going to get. Now, what about the, like, there's a lot of people who the vocalist is only, they live and die by the vocalist. I think Pantera might be one of those bands where all you need is the vocalist. Now, I think maybe that's kind of what they're going for. Now, you're a musical connoisseur. I'm a musical connoisseur. This isn't directed to us. This is directed to Joe to kind of Joe and Joe and Jane average, you know, there's going to be that certain significant population. Now, if you, but let's, uh, okay, let's put ourselves in that position, focusing just on Anselmo is, would that be a selling topic 
or would that be a selling point for you going in with that mindset? No, because he has so many projects. You can see Anselmo anywhere. You know, I mean, you can see him at the grocery store, probably, <laughs> playing on the corner. Like, seriously, he's everywhere, you know? He is. He's been in 800 bands over the years. Yeah, yeah which we're going to get to one of those, you know, soon enough. No, no, okay. No, that's that's fair ball. I, but I'm just, I just brought that up because there are going to be a lot of people, because as much as we love Pantera, okay, there is it's a very big mainstream band and when you go mainstream and i'm not saying they sold out they did it their way damn it oh yeah they did okay when you start catering or not catering but when you garner that mainstream audience well you get what you sow which is a mainstream audience and you're going to get those those people that you know live and die by the vocalist that's why judas priest tanked you know that's why Maiden, for the most part, tanked without, without, um, without Dickinson, without Halford, and of course, or just to quickly to just to quickly say also to, to, to today what I saw across my desk. Ripper Owens was talking about Judas Priest going into the uh, the Hall of Fame for their like their lifetime achievement or whatever, and he was saying, yeah, yeah, I never got a phone call. You know, that might be kind of a discussion for an, another day. Yeah, but, yeah. Because yeah, there, there's, no, there's weird rules around that. Right. Um, so yeah, we'd have to figure that one out. Yeah, but well. on the Pantera thing, you know who I would rather see play guitar for this other than Zach. Okay. And do you? So are you familiar with the band, the Texas Hippie Coalition? Yes, I couldn't give you any band names though. Okay, our, our former co-host is Crean. Absolutely loves them. Yeah, well, I was. I I love the Texas Hippie Coalition as well. Um, I was a bigger fan when they had Randy Cooper on guitar. Um, I saw his guitar. I heard him play, and. I knew there's a story there and I tracked him down and interviewed him for radio or not radio after metal. At the time it would have been iron city rocks. Right. Um, and Randy was from Texas. Um, he's actually, you know, new dime a little bit. They, they weren't besties or anything like that, but, um, dime helped Randy find his Dean guitar that he plays today. Ah. Right, and and Randy becoming a, a Dean artist, so he has a Dean ML. Um, Dime helped him find it. It has been painted. I think it might have been repainted with the Texas flag. It had lightning on it at one point, um, which again was like, oh, okay, you know this guy's like, like a dime bag fan, and um, he has a. Um, a 1966 dime and a 2004 dime glued to the headstock for in, in honor of dime bag. Cause he was born in 66 uh -huh. and, you know, died in 2004. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I saw those things I'm like, yeah, man, we got to talk. And like this guy loved dime bag and you could hear it in the way that he played. Like he, you know, he didn't sound like Dimebag, but you could hear that influence. And 
I would love if they would tap him to do it. Like, because he was a killer player. He's just a killer, killer guitarist. And, I, like, for me, I I would like to see... I, I, I think I'd like that better than Zach because, like, yeah, Zach and, you know, Dying were, were besties, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Ian and Dying were besties, and you, and you had all these things, but Randy is a super fan so it it kind of be like I, I feel with Zach it's going to sound like Black Label and Ozzy playing a Pantera song well okay be- because oh, yeah. Zach is such his own guitarist you know we're, we're not going to get that but I think if it was Randy Randy would spend, you know, months and months and months with everything. Okay, okay, how do I get the sound? Do we do like you're gonna think you're watching Dimebag if Randy did? Like, like that's 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 what my gut's telling me. I could be completely full of shit because you know that's what we do in this show. We speculate anyway. <laughs> but <clears throat> well, sorry. Let let me speculate further here. Yeah. Let let, let me kind of when you brought up this Mr. Cooper from Texas Hippie Coalition, that made me think, okay, what if Phil and Rex do it this way? Okay. They enlist this gentleman. They enlist a drummer from one of the multitude of awesome bands on the Housecore record label from Child Bite or from The Illegals or from, you know, from and, and any one of those amazing bands. They sit down together, the four of them, make new material as a brand new band, even under the Pantera name. No. Because that, uh, nah. that, 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 that wouldn't jive with you? No. No. Like, it's, it's not Pantera without Dime. Because Dime and Vinny are Pantera. Rex came in, you know, after... Um, Phil came in after, but Pantera Way after, actually, yeah, yeah. Pantera has <laughs> always been Diamond Vinny, you know. It, it, so, like, like, let's put it this way: could um, c- could Michael Anthony and David Lee Roth form a new Van Halen record without Eddie and Alex? No, no, I. That's that's a. A David Lee Ross solo album. Yeah, pretty much. It, right? it, it would be, yeah. Yeah. No, that, no, that's, yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, like when you when you have the, the two brothers that are so iconic like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. That's a great, the Van Halen Pantera connection, though, for sure. Oh. So with that, though, there's another thing regarding Pantera that has kind of gone viral, as the kids oh, say. Yeah, yeah, and it sucked when I saw that video. That was all day. Yeah, I think already all of our listeners know exactly what I'm kind of what I'm talking about. But and uh, dude, like all day. While I'm at work, minding my own business, doing my shit, rocking out to Metallica songs and all that, I was contemplating, 
do we talk about this today? Like, yeah. what's the point of it? Because he's he's long gone dead, and well, that's okay. that's the thing that bothers me the most about this is so, I, I, you know. I it's it's horrible, what he said, right? Yes, yes. Okay, sorry for a, for a little context. Well, what we're talking about, a video has resurfaced, where. Dime was at some sort of record, con- record, some sort of music convention. You would know he more was, about. He was at the NAMM show, right? So it was, it was the National okay. Association of Music Merchants. I, he, he was probably at the Dean booth looking at it because um, it's only a 15 second clip. So there, there's not a lot to get there. But he was at the Dime. Uh, he looked like he was at the Dean booth or he might have been. At the No, you know what? He would have probably been at the Washburn booth because I think it would have been that era. And he would have he would have been doing signings, mm-hmm. you know, which is a common thing to do. Like you just you know, for, if nobody's been to a Nam show, like it's it's for music retailers, right? So it's not open to the general public. So I've I've gotten to go because I worked for a music store. We were there making business deals, but they mm-hmm. bring in artists to draw you to their booth. And so you can go and get things signed. Like I got um, Mark Tremonti. Um, I got a signed picture of Mark Tremonti. Got to meet him and, and get his picture for a friend of mine who just loved Creed. Um, the one year uh, Kiss was there, and I went to the Washburn booth and Paul and got my picture taken with Paul Stanley and got a signed picture. You know, and it's just that's that's stuff that they do with these. So. It's not uncommon for an artist to be there signing things and like, oh, hey, would you sign this for me? Or people bring in their records like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. You know, I'm getting to meet you. That sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it looks like that's what Dime was doing. And there was this this clip, like I said, had resurfaced where he was signing guitars, but he would only sign a guitar if this n-word could prove that he could play it okay the internet went okay because you know pantera has had the confederate um designs on there because they're good old texas boys and of course fast forward i don't know how many years ago it's probably more than i what i've been thinking but the whole um white power thing the uh, joke that anselmo made at that at that at that oh, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that one that one charity show that you know that gave us a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about on on this show as well so pantera kind of has you know and just being from texas you know they're going to open themselves up to you know um accusations of being racist yeah. And I don't think that this really helped. Number one, okay, I don't condone the use of that word in any context, in any way, shape, or form from anyone, even when like black people use it with other black people. And I understand why they use it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, you know, you really shouldn't say that because I'm not going to say it to, to, to to anyone but you really shouldn't do it because it justifies some white meathead to use it it's like wow 
if they right. use it, then why can't I? Okay, there's rhyme and reason as to why they're doing it, and I understand it. I don't agree with it. I don't think they should do it. Okay, even when Public Enemy kind of uses it to make a point, I still, I still kind of cringe. I just don't like that word. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I get it. But again, like that's that. That's honestly, that's not up to us, you know. Right, right, right. And now, and I'm not. I, I, I don't know for sure. Like I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We've never had any of the Abbots on the show. I just had a quick meet and greet with with um, with his brother before he passed away when uh when uh hell yeah came came through town i had a great chat with yeah. with him about uh about about hockey of all things <laughs> okay and i will never forget that and i had a really great interaction with him but i you have i have no idea what these people are like in real life and how they speak to one another and all of that so I don't know. I don't know. But I do. What I do know, okay, is the way some people use this word today. Like when I'm on social media, okay, like particularly on Facebook, I see the word, and I'm not even going to use this because I don't like it, but the N I G. Yeah. No, I, I know. I know where you're going. Okay. With this. Yeah. That expression. And people yeah. aren't using it to be racist because they're, you know, that's my buddy. Yeah. It's, it's a very edgy word for my friend. Okay. Seeing this 15-second video, just kind of give the impression that he's using it kind of in that context. Yeah, it's possibly in that context. using the whole word. You know, so but I'm I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt here. Don't anyone get me wrong, okay? It's well, very possible. It, here's here's some of the things I'm, that, I'm that I want to talk about, point. right? Because again, you know, like there's there's no no call for that sort of language. Um, that's a whole different thing. But keep in mind, Dime was a rowdy rowdy dude who didn't give a shit what anybody thought and if somebody's gonna be like no you can't say that the hell i can't i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it in the same context that somebody else is not trying to use it in a racist way right and i'm not i'm certainly not defending this right but i'm just saying like no that that's that's who that's who died was at that point right and Something else to keep in mind, it's a 15-second video. That's all you see. You don't see who the person is that's supposed to play guitar. Later, there is speculation that the person with the guitar was white. Um, and the other thing going around around this video is not only did he use the N-word, but he also, you know, is like he was going to make somebody prove they could play guitar before he'd sign their guitar. Anybody who knows anything about Dimebag Daryl knows that that is not his style right like that that's not what dime does okay. um 
that just just nope no right like this video one how have we never seen it before to like the the other day right it's never mm-hmm. surfaced mm-hmm. before that like that's odd um but two there are so many more stories of how dime would stay hours past when he was supposed to to when his publicist was like dude you're going to be late to the show if you don't stop to make sure everybody who is in line got a signature <laughs> or got something signed. Uh-huh. Right? There, there's so many of those stories, right? There are also tons of stories where Dime would um, give guitars secretly, right? He wouldn't do it in front of everybody, but um, he, would, he would give guitars to fans, you know, so it's not like he was being stingy. It's, it's like that. That's not in his nature. He was he was generous beyond generous. Right. Like he, you know, he knew why he had what he had and he wanted to give it back to people. Like, like my, my favorite story is um, this kid comes through. Um, you know, the line was this. I said, oh, yeah, I want to play. Guitar. I said, well, come on, man. You know, you got to start playing. And he's like, well, you know, like I asked for guitars. He's like, you know, uh, my, my dad said we can't get one right now. And Dime starts, you know, like ribbing the dad. Like, oh, come on, dad, you got to get him a guitar. You know, because, you know, there's always the, the parent who's like, oh, he's never going to play. And, and so, like, like, I could totally see the context in which he was going to rib him, right? Well, it mm-hmm. comes out that the dad is, um, you know, out of work. And he just can't afford it right now. And it was like basically all they could do to, to get him to the get the kid to the signing. Like he was trying to do that just to at least meet his hero, you know. And he's like, oh, OK. He's like, why you know, do me a favor. Can you guys hang out for a little bit? And he quietly, you know, kept going on what was going on. Talked to the guy that owned the store, bought a guitar for the kid. And once everybody wow. clear out, gave it to the kid. And said, when I come through here next year, you better be practicing your ass off so you can jam with me. <laughs> I love it. Love yeah. it. But, but like Fantastic. Th- that is Dimebag. That is who Dimebag was. So I I was um <clears throat> I was I was pretty upset that people were saying, Oh, well, he's gonna make a fan play. I'm like, okay, you are clearly somebody who doesn't know Dimebag. You're trying to stir shit up. Right, mm-hmm. the, the the particular page that you'd shared the video from, the video's mm-hmm. gone. It's gone. The post has been removed, and he is now sharing tweets and posts and commenting on all the people that were commenting on his post. Oh, I can't believe you said this. Oh, what do you know about Pantera? So he's a guy who's a, who's a musician who seems like he's doing some sort of like electro hardcore kind of thing. He's a DJ. You know, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. But if you go through the posts, you will see that he doesn't get a ton of interaction on posts, except when he posts something that's, you know, dealing with something that could, that well, not could, but something that's racist in nature, right? Like stuff like that. And this Pantera post was insane for him. Right. Like when you Mm -hmm. look look at the amount of interaction that post got, the amount of comments, the amount of other people that's that's gone on, like that's had a lot of stuff. 
and it was posted on the exact same day that the reunion was announced. Ah, that's clickbait. Yeah, well, that's that. That's how it feels, and and people have even called him out for that. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you Pantera fans," and it's just like, okay, it's it's just, and and when you read through the page, it's just shit slinging back and forth, and that's the thing. It's like I don't want to sling shit. It's like, but it's a fifteen second video. There's more to it, and I would like to see what's going on. And mm-hmm. more importantly than all this is like, you know, should Dime have used that particular word? No. Definitely not. No, and, no, of course not. And anybody who's going to say that it was okay, yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Right? Don't don't be using that word in my presence. Yeah, but it's and it's also it's, uh, you can't say like what well, was twenty years ago. Um, if th- times were different, like no, yeah, they weren't I that mean, different twenty years ago. No, yeah, that's like saying that it was okay to beat your wife in the fifties. Like it's it's mm-hmm. not, you know. Like, well, it was a different time. Well, it was. And people did that shit. It didn't make it right then either. <laughs> but it's right. but my, my beef with it and where the 20 years thing come, comes in is Dime's dead. And mm-hmm. sharing this video and making the issue out of those 15 seconds today means that you're assuming he couldn't grow. And he couldn't be like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I fucked up. Right. I haven't done it since, you know, that sort of thing. Like, you know, we are in this world where if you say one wrong thing, it's recorded forever. And somebody's going to go back and bring it up and be like, well, you said this when you were three. I can't believe you said that. Obviously, you were a racist at three years old, you know. Uh-huh. And 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 that's that's that that's kind of where radical. So you're saying that you are exactly the same person you were 20 years ago? Because I'm not, you know, and I'm not even sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> but I'm not the exact same person. There's a lot of stuff that's definitely, um, you know, still here. Um, but <laughs> sorry, sorry. There, there's kind of this sentiment that I see on the internet about, about guys our age. It's like, you know what? I'm glad in the eighties, there was no social media and everyone didn't have a camera and oh, a phone thank God, yeah. in, in their good. Thank God, because I wouldn't want the shit that I did <laughs> to be recorded. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I was never a bad. I was never really a bad guy, but I, I, I did some stupid shit when I was drunk, seventeen. Well, that but I, who hasn't? I'm glad. That's right. That's that's right. But this, none of this, once again, is justifying his use of of that word. Yeah, that, and that and just, again, it's one hundred percent wrong. Right, right. You're, it, you're not going to convince me different. It it sickened me to watch it. It made my heart sink. It, and disappointing it, too. It, me too. Me because I know what a great guy this guy was, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what? You know, and and it's just like, like it really, it really hurt. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, just because he's he's the kind of guy that really did love everybody. I you get know? that feeling, yeah. And and it just he was he was going to talk to anybody. He was going to be anybody's best friend, and just 
to see that, I'm like, whoa, wow. You know, but again, 15 seconds. So there's more before and after, right? Like, like there, mm-hmm. there's, it was not a 15 second interaction. And my, my, my biggest problem with that video is the fact that we are assuming that he could not change. Right. And and if you're going to say, well, you know, well, Trump never changed. Well, yeah, that's Trump. That's not Dime. And if you're going to try to tell me that Trump and Dime had the same talent level, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, because Trump's gone bankrupt how many times and certainly can't play guitar. Right. <laughs> so so no, don't try to try, try to tell me that that's apples to apples. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, like, you know, I'm you, you have met. I have met and we have probably grown up with the person that was a racist motherfucker when they were 16 and they are, you know, 50 now and even worse. Right. They are. I actually, in my line of work. Okay. Um, there is actually a lot of East Indian gentlemen now working in my work environment and they have the turbans on and they have their own culture. Oh yeah. They're, own language and all that and there's a lot of white guys my Uh age a little bit younger a little bit older they think that because i am a white male they can give their bullshit opinions yeah on 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 their co-workers and i just i don't even i don't even say a word i don't even i don't even respond i just uh uh-huh uh-huh uh not you know i just just next i don't i don't want to hear your shit so i know that even in canada <laughs> okay there are racist people there there really is yeah but then conversely i am sure you've met somebody who was like one way when they were like let's say like 16 20 somewhere in there and now today completely different oh for sure Right. Sure. Because, I, yeah. you know, you've got time, you've got growth. They 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 did something to change the pattern. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would like to believe that if there if there really was racist intent behind Dimes thing, you know, like, like Dimes saying that, that in 20 years he could have you know, come around and be like, God, was I an asshole? You know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and changed, right? Like, like I would love to believe that, but we're never going to know because he's Either dead. way. Right. Either way. Yeah. He, he, he's dead. And I mean, this is just like, you, you know, like, uh, should we start um, digging up Michael Jackson's corpse and about the, you know, child molestation cases again? Like, like, is that what we should be doing? Because again, he's dead. You know, mm. like nothing, no, nothing we can do one way or another at this point. You know, no, no, for sure. It, it was just, it was just, and and yeah, it it uh, it, it was disheartening on so many levels. Because again, the clip was so strategically cut, so strategically cut, and. Mm. I'm watching. I just it sucked. I hated it. I hated watching it. I just and I couldn't. I I couldn't believe it. I never 
ever. I mean, I could see all sorts of vulgar things coming out of his mouth. I could have seen him dropping trow and mooning people in public, you know, at the NAMM show. Oh, come on. I've mooned lots of people over the years. I yeah. would do that today. Oh, well, yeah, I, I have too, but that's that's my point. Is like it would not have shocked me in the least if he would have like turned around and mooned the entire crowd at the Nam show. But to see to see him use the N word, I'm like, oh man, that's disappointing. Yeah, like like that that really tarnished a hero for me. You know, that's it. Next 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 show at Bulldogs or the Park Theater, I'm running up on the stage and I'm mooning everyone. That's it. I think you should. I think you should. Because, because guy butt doesn't count as nudity. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Like, it's so tame. What we should always do, though, no matter what, is we should always celebrate the amazing music that an artist puts out, regardless of what anyone thinks of Pantera, whether or not this is Pantera or not. Okay. Let's drop a track here from no matter no matter what, and just the fact that Phil Anselmo was in this band as Anton Crowley for a little while, no matter what, Necrophagia will always be Killjoy's band, R.I.P. One of my biggest regrets, dude, is we never had a chance to get Killjoy on this show so instead of dropping a pantera song or something from zach wild or something predictable let's go with something from necrophagia from the holocausto della morte album this is burning moon sickness
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
So that was that dastardly evil song that's going to corrode the mind and turn everyone evil at some point in the very near future. That was Casket Robberies, Annabella's Hell from their Evolution of Evil epi- uh, album. Now, unfortunately, dude, this was the EP that dropped right before our good buddy Megan joined. And took and took over the vocals. So yeah, but it just goes to show what 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 great stuff that they were putting out even be- before she came along. So yeah, why don't everyone do your cool Uncle Snowy and Uncle Aaron a favor? Wherever you choose to listen to music and however you do it, preferably a, a physical copy. Fight the power. Go out there. Let's put Casket Robbery on the map. Even more so than what we did. Ha ha ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and let's 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 just do right by the metal gods because trust me, the metal gods, they're going like, what the fuck, dude? They, leave them alone. <laughs> they 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 ain't done stuff. They ain't done shit. Another band we should definitely get behind with full force is the band in tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Hello, Cleveland! Yes, it's it's a cliche. It's a, it's a rock and roll stereotype, I guess. But um, I think it's totally relevant here because we are going to the wonderful world of Cleveland for tonight's Indie Spotlight. I want to introduce everyone to the just some good old-fashioned thrash with the band Assault. Now you might think, well, that's kind of a generic name. Like, like, what's you know, salt? Is is that it? No, man. Like when I, when this, when I saw this band and I heard this band, I'm like, that is a nice throwback to the '80s. You know, like when we first started getting all these what was then unique band names, like Assault, you know, and Power, whatever, and all that. Yeah, now. It may be old hat now, but back then it wasn't. And this was a really nice throwback to that. So it felt really good just seeing that name. But their sound definitely has the influence from the old school thrash, but they're a modern band. And I'm loving every second of their new release, A Blind Eye. Let's go with the track Antebellum. This is Cleveland's Assault in tonight's Indie Spotlight. Yeah. 
www.facebook.com slash assault cle like cleveland or better yet you know what just go to their website www.assaultcle.com and i'm sure there'll be all sorts of links and all sorts of goodies and everything that you need to know about this awesome band well, my friend, once again, thank you uh, so much for starting my weekend. Now, okay, not only my weekend now off on the right foot, but you got to remember, every episode that we record comes out the following Friday morning, starts all of our listeners' weekend off on the right foot. So, once again... Thank you for uh, for for another fantastic conversation as well. Like this is the type of stuff that you know. Even if even if we don't have a creature feature, and there are some times where we have a creature feature in the in 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 the can, but something like this comes up, it it it, it has to take precedence. Like it it has to be the priority so once again thank you so much another great episode and i hope everyone agrees to get us on out of here dude i'm loving this a new uh, a new record from the mighty deadhead recently dropped their new record slave driver is available now let's go out with the first single polar vortex how can uh people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org that's where all episodes past present and future can be discovered you can find this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts itunes the google play store stitcher spreaker something i've never even heard of because we're everywhere we really are um, so, you know, anywhere you want to hear us, we're there, and it's a good time. If you want to keep up with pictures of things, I was thinking about something I want to talk about. Oh, I should maybe save this for next episode, but um, I've already done some shopping at Spirit Halloween, and I've got things coming in. Oh, oh, oh off the website? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, oh, fuck, man, your locations haven't opened yet, have they? Dude, we don't even get Spirit Halloween down here. Oh. Remember, nothing comes here. Even the cicadas didn't come here, right? (laughs) Okay. Like, like, no, seriously, when you looked at a map of the cicadas last year, they were all over the United States except for my fucking state. Mm. they They won't come. I mean, not that I missed them, but I'm just saying, like, What's that tell you? Even the bugs wouldn't come here. You know? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So, um, yeah, but when we do talk about that and we get to, you know, um, talk and we'll share pictures because we like to share pictures. And you can see those at RadMetal666 on Instagram, Facebook.com slash RadMetal. Those are the places to keep up with us on the social pages. Radmetal666 at Gmail to drop us a line. And then, last but not least, you can find us on Spotify also because of the fine, fine, fine folks 
at Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Whole host of wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts. It is so much darn fun. You're not going to know what to do. So mm-hmm. One stop shopping for all of your entertainment. It really needs. is. It really is. There's even this um, podcast called A Wrestling Night in Canada. Um, you know, hmm. They have a host, sounds just like Snowy. It's a great time. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. <laughs> and oh, let's see here. I can't think of anything else. I think that's all of it. But anyway, go see it. Go check it out. ShineWizardsNetwork.com. Check them out on Spotify because you can hear all the shows there. It's a great time. And that is everything. Back to you, dear Snowman. Pretty much. Pretty much. Thank you, my friend. And once again, uh, tonight has been a reunifying episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Spirit!
Yeah!